Hello everyone, we are just a few ladies sitting here in a small college apartment room. We're talking about crime, drugs, and conspiracies. My name is Izzy. My name is Shelby. I'm Avery. And welcome to the CDNC. So today on this episode, we are going to be talking about crime. And Avery, I believe you have one to share with us today. Yes, I'm probably going to have a laughing fit during this whole thing because I'm not a good a murderer. <laughs> um, there's been a murder. <laughs> you think this is funny? <laughs> a child. <laughs> no, we're not talking about a rapist today. Um, we are actually talking about a um, woman named Lori Bennick. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Mm. Uh, her nickname was Bambi. Uh, she Why was... I've, I've never heard of <laughs> No, I've never heard of this one. Yeah, she was born August 15th, 1958. Uh, and she, she was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh, a local. Yeah, local <laughs> beach, local beach. Okay, okay. So, I guess let's start by talking about the murder that happened. So, I'm getting all of my information literally from Murderpedia and Wikipedia. Sound best. Sources. Yep, best sources. So, I'm pretty much going to be quoting them the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I guess we'll start with, okay, on May 28th, 1981, um, at approximately 2.15 a.m., 30-year-old Christine Schultz was murdered by a single .38 caliber pistol shot shot fired point-blank into her back and through her heart. She had been gagged and blindfolded, and her hands were tied in front of her with rope. Her two sons, then 7 and 11 years old, were found face down on her bed and bleeding. The older boy, Sean, had been the assailant, and described had seen the assailant and so well that was bad i was like what a turn had seen the assailant and described him as a masked male figure in a green army jacket and black shoes he also said the man had long i guess reddish colored a long reddish colored ponytail that's so gross he so, so this long. little boy was just, like, getting up, and he was just like, oh, like, I just heard some fucking commotion, and was, like, peeking out, and he saw, like, some person just be running, and he, I guess from that angle, saw a woman and thought it was a man, because well, they were, like, if, hooded, if, or, like, some masked. The woman was wearing, like, a baggy jacket and That's baggy true, pants. yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. The, who's the murderer? Bambi. 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 Okay, that's what I was wondering. I, for some reason, I thought she was the victim, and that's why I got really confused when you first started with no, a different name as the victim. Okay. No, What's kind of initial thoughts, I guess, if you want. Um, it was a female murder for me. It's well, crazy. the the hitman quality of the kill. Yeah, yeah. You know, hands tied in front, eyes gagged. Like, well, and just and then shot through the uh, heart from, from the back. And usually, what point? Blank. Like for me, usually, like since I've listened to my favorite murder, like usually what? Another shout out. Another shout out. But um, <laughs> usually, like when they talk about murders that are that like torturous, I guess you could say, and that aggressive. It's usually men. I'm not saying that's always how it is. This but, isn't torturous. Yeah. It was through the heart from the back. I know, but... Yeah, but, but they, she was tied up and blindfolded. But, but that, mean, yeah, that aspect yeah. of it is more something like, that I've seen that leaders, men would so do. Um, oh, men are statistically but it, more likely. But so it's, it's also it's interesting because it's almost like she doesn't want the kids... The murder doesn't want the kids to see it. Because the kids were blindfolded too, right? But they were bloody. No, they were just bleeding. Oh, they, they were just bleeding? bleeding. Okay, okay. They were bleeding in, in the... Probably she probably couldn't yeah. look into the woman's eyes then because of I don't know something. In their parents' bedroom is probably the only place they felt safe. Yeah. Um. So Christine Schultz, the victim, was the ex-wife of Laurie Bembenix, then ex-husband Alfred Fred Schultz, a Milwaukee police detective department detective. They had been divorced six months at the time of the murder. Fred initially stated he was on de- on duty investigating a burglary with his partner, Michael Dufresne, at the time of the murder, but Wait, years later... Wait, he was later, a cop? Mm-hmm, he was a cop. I bet he was in on it. 
the murder, but years later, he admitted they were actually drinking at a local bar. When ballistics testing revealed it was his day off, duty revol- off-duty revolver that had been the murder weapon, suspicions shifted to Lori Benbenek as she had been alone in the apartment. She shared with Schultz and had access to both the gun and a key to Christine's house that Fred Schultz had secretly copied from his oldest son's house key. Wait, so so, she used... so sh- that officer, he is yeah. Christine's ex-husband as well. Yes. I mean, and no. I'm guessing a previous marriage. So Christine and Fred that, yes. are married. Did it say that like they were? They're sons. Yeah. Because that's how she got the key hold, hold to the, no. the victim's house no. was because she was the hold ex-husband. On. Hold on. But she was also the ex-wife of him too. For six months. I'm confused about the relationship. No, so he... Um, so Fred and Christine were married. Yes. And Lori was Is Fred's ex- ex-wife. Okay, that's what I was making. Okay. So, wait, wait, wait. I thought they were both exes, wait, wait, wait. but yes, okay. Yeah, they're both yeah. exes of the same man. No, no Christine, Christine and Fred first... are still married. Fred made a house key out of his son's Out of house Christine's key sons. To get, like, because she probably had sons from previous marriage. So, Lori, the murderer... Is Fred's ex-wife Christine? Fred was current. Detective Fred. Oh, they were currently married. But how did and Lo- friend did get- Fred got a house key from molding, either one of Lori's or one of um Christine's sons. But why keys. would he give it to Vandy then? He wouldn't. He just had it at the house, probably. But why? How would she get a key to the house from inside the house? Uh, he no from. Fred's house. I'm assuming that they maybe they weren't married, but I'm assuming that they lived separately or something. I thought they were both ex-wives. No, only Lori is. Only the murderer is. Oh, I misheard something. <laughs> I love how long that took to to explain. So this. <laughs> he made a copy of the old of Christine's oldest son's key and probably left it. Fred probably just left it on the counter or something in his house, and that's how. But how did Lori, Lori get it? From probably taking it off the table at Fred's house. But why was she there if she was his ex-wife? They probably had like a decent relationship. Because she's before. fucking crazy, they probably. Had a relationship yeah. Before that, and then know. she just like snapped one day. Or, or, it's just wow. Yeah. If she was already had access to the house, not to Christie's house, not to Christine's house. Whatever. Yeah. Continue. Continue oh, the reading. Right, it's gonna. Right. Yeah. We get it. We get it. Okay. Yeah. I, oh so she kills her. What happens? Yeah. So. I guess that kind of goes into Fred and them's previous relationship. This is head. Okay. So, do we want to just jump right into the trial? Sure. I guess. Sure. So. So, from ballistics, that's how was... they knew that. Because the boy Yeah, the had gun come... belonged to Fred. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay. So, suspicion shifted to him. Yeah, so then this, I guess, so Fred Schultz had previously been exonerated in the fa- in the fatal shooting of a Glendale, Wisconsin police officer on July 23rd, 1975. The Glendale officer, George Robert Sasson, had arrested a subject in a bar while off-duty Milwaukee police officers responded to a call. Um, I guess that's just going to a previous issue that Fred had with, like, ballistics or just like officers yeah Yeah. the law the law (laughs) so okay yeah so the trial so her trial started generate okay her trials generated tremendous publicity and newspapers began referring to her as bambi uh the prosecution portrayed her as a loose woman addicted to expensive living who wanted christine schultz dead so that her new husband would no longer have to pay alimony the prosecution what? pointed out that Ben Benick also had financial problems. The prosecution claimed that Ben Benick was the only person with the motive, means, and opportunity to carry out the crime. Yeah. First of all, calling her a loose woman is just fucked up. I will say yeah. that's why fucked Bambi? up. Does it explain right. why Bambi? Uh, her Bam- last name? I don't know. Or I just think Bambi? that's so messed up. Ben I think that's so messed up. Like, I don't care. Like... Yes, she murdered someone that's fucked, but, like, the fact that they, like, categorized her as, like, like, as, like... She's loose. No, I thought they were talking about her sexually in that sense. That's what I got it from. I just... I don't know. I picked up... But they... Because they didn't mention, like, that she slept with other people. No, I know, but when you say loose, that's just what I hear is, like... Yeah. Talking about a woman's Mm. body in a disgusting manner. It just goes to show that words... Even, like, a murder is literally sexualized. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. 
right. They do it weird says, shit like that. The strongest evidence was two human hairs found at the crime scene, which matched ones taken from the hairbrush of the defendant. The gun used to kill Christine Schultz turned out to be Ben Benick's husband's off-duty revolver. The prosecution claimed that Ben Benick was the only person besides Fred Schultz who had access to this weapon. Blood was found on the gun. Uh, she supposedly also had access to a key to Christine Schultz's home. There was no signs of a break-in and no valuables taken. Uh, Schultz's eldest son, however, stated that Ben Benick was not the person who had held up their house and shot his mother. Well, so the kids were still alive, so they just had blood on them? Oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, also, one thing to note, too, is based on the hairs. What year was this? Uh, it said... Uh, eight, 1981. Okay, um, I'm assuming there... I don't know if there was probably DNA technology, but it probably wasn't great, or maybe there wasn't it at all, because I know it's new. Yeah. But I will say, based on, like, my forensics classes, fiber analysis is, like, one thing that's just is such a poor example of evidence because literally you can tell like a human hair and like the color from like what a human hair looks like compared to like a dog's hair and like the color but you can't there could be two women with blonde hair and they'll look really similar yeah Yeah. i mean like there might be maybe i'm wrong but i know like hair fiber especially and like teeth molds of teeth and like bite oh, marks, teeth? like bite marks and stuff. Like when it comes to forensics, they're probably the weakest. Really? Uh, yeah, they're probably the weakest form and witness testimony, obviously. I would but think they're probably they're probably the weakest forms of um evidence. I mean, teeth. Like, yeah, I Other think they'd be something too. But yeah, no, eyewitnesses are awful. But yeah, <laughs> fiber is probably one of like the weakest points of uh of um evidence because like it, it's just you know what i mean it's one of those things where there could be two people with blonde hair like i said right. and two women with blonde hair and like let's say unless one of them used like a certain something i don't know that stands out but like they dyed their hair red at the least uh, right yeah. maybe i don't know it's weird yeah okay so <clears throat> so okay so witnesses testified that she had spoken often of killing Christine. The, prosecu- the prosecution proceeded. Pro- Jesus fuck. Okay. <laughs> Produced Language. a witness who said that Medic offered to pay him to carry out the murder. According to witnesses, for the prosecution, Medic owned a green jogging suit similar to the one described by Schultz's son. It was pointed out that Medic owned a clothes clothesline and blue bandana similar to what was used to bind and gag the victim. A wig found in the plumbing system of Bambenic's apartment matched fibers found at the murder scene. Uh, boutique employees testified that Bambenic purchased such a wig shortly before the murder. Oh, okay. So she, like, planned out. Well, she was like, gonna Okay, well then, the, the fact that it's a wig and it's, unless it's made out of real human hair, she put some money but if it's, it. but they can tell, like, they can probably tell the material because it doesn't, it won't look like, like real hair. We don't buy your wig, sis. Yeah, it you wouldn't, it wouldn't sorry. look like real hair then if it was, like, she synthetic. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she went full into it. Like, I'm literally just imagining just, like, <laughs> some movie that, like, like Sandra Bullock would be in with like, <laughs> yeah. like Sophia Vergara, where like Sophia Vergara is like the hot new wife, and then Sandra Bullock's like the ex-wife who comes in and is just like it's crazy, bitch, step off and like pop, pop, and like you comes think? in like full jumpsuit Sandra with like the wig I and like like really matured her roles. I no, but like if you wanted to go so from it, po- you, if you wanted to go from it as the point of view of like her being like, like just like. Like, just like they talked about how she was like wanting to be like a woman of a woman of class and like money and all oh, that kind of yeah. stuff, and that's why Trying she killed so her so she could like get some cash out of it. They made it look that. The fact is that they the don't opposite. even know that either, and it's also just fucked that like See, I they, do it they the make opposite. her seem like she's a gold digger too. Like just in general, I feel like oh, yeah. just that no, type of, kind of like it's a fucking murder. It, it doesn't. You see it as that. And, like, oh, see yeah. it, look at, obviously, Maybe like, motives later, but don't immediately say she did it because of this when you have no evidence, when you should oh, look yeah. at it strictly as is, because then you're gonna be, your whole perception's gonna be skewed. Motives. No, they're looking for possible motives, and but just, like, the movie they would make the out of it would make, like... Oh, but it, the like, motives it, they it, chose it would be are like just that. so, like, 
just so like you know who I am. I don't want to say sexist, but fucking yeah, no, sexist. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah, because they're casting this image right away, and it's like you could say that she just like her reasoning was that she didn't want her husband to pay alimony. You know, yeah. it didn't have to be. She was a gold digger, so she wanted her husband to have more money so that she could have more money. You know, it's just such an add-on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mar- like, yeah. criminals, I'm not you know saying that I she does a good thing, but I'm just saying it's fucked up that they'd, like, Bambi, even, like, skew something like that. Do you that. want to take a picture of her? Yes. But do you want to know who I imagine hmm. playing? Uh, D from Always Sunny and... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I think her name's Katie Olsen. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can see her. She, oh, she, you know who she reminds me of? She kind of reminds me of that little girl who was a murderer. I don't remember her name, but she she was like, she was like, this little girl was like eight or nine when she first murdered someone. Oh, 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 or was her name like Mary Bell? Uh, Mary, Mary Bell or Mary Beth, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. it was, it was, it was something Bell. Yeah. um, Annabelle? No, 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 Bell was her last name. It was like Um, Mary Bell. Oh my Shit, God. fuck, fuck. Ugh, That's such a good, it's such a sad ways. story that about that little girl because her mom was, like, a prostitute. Yeah, and, Mary Bell. Yeah, and her parents, like, she did. So her mom, I won't say prostitute, I'll say sex worker. Her mom was a sex worker and um, would, like, Mary Bell would be forced to watch and stuff and, like, just grown up in, like, sexual abuse, like, just abusive with the men that, Mary Bell's mom was yeah. exchanging things with, you know, yeah. having exchanges with, just Overall fucked her up. Overall traumatic time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't excuse anything, but it is a really no, interesting but, but it, really it, sad case. It's a development. Of how yeah. she saw... Why? She didn't even... Like, violence just was like, it was just there. It was kind yeah. of like, alright, I'll just use this to get what I want, kind of a thing. An everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's another picture of what she looks like. Wild. Uh, look, she's pretty. Why does she look like she looks she'd be on X Files? Oh, <laughs> she would. Okay, let's move. Get back to my <laughs> I mean, that one picture that you showed us, she looks kind of weird, but on that other one, she looks like X Files. I mean, you know what's funny, though? Hmm. How people, like, I don't know. They, like, love how Jeffrey Dahmer looked as a young guy or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the hot hot murderers. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, they killed people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so so when I did, when I was doing, like, writeaprisoner.com, like, I'd obviously write, like, yeah. like, and because I wanted to do it with my friends because it was free and, like, writing veterans and, like, people in, like, senior living homes we wanted to do, but you had to pay, like, money to be able to get a background check and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Prisoners didn't matter. So we got a PO box and stuff so they yeah. wouldn't know where we lived and we were writing letters. And I was, I'd only write once to like things that were like more petty crimes and like not like killing someone, you know, obviously yeah. crime is bad no matter what, but it was interesting <laughs> to like Relative. read their life and stuff like that. But one of them, this guy said he was a murderer. And so I looked him up because I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like this tw- probably 24 year old guy, like, good looking just white male blonde guy like looks like he grew up in a good family good home um yeah so average white dude which makes sense but but anyways it's crazy because i mean i don't want to say you didn't look like a murderer because none of the people that murder people really look like murderers because you can be looking creepy as fuck and not be a murderer yeah that's just judgment exactly but um he like murdered his whole family and he grew up in like this middle class town and with a really good education Crazy. and everything and he like murdered his whole family and I was like, What the hell? I read a, a short It was story so weird. That. Something yeah. like that. Where like and I think there was also a TV show about it. Or like there was a episode of something that based off something like that. Where, like, the son of a family out in the middle of nowhere, like, middle class or whatever, like, or a rich kid, usually right, it's a rich right. boy, and he, like, kills his whole family, and he, he like, he pretends it's an axe murderer or whatever, but then, like, the cops notice the way he treats the crime scene, and he, he's just, like, walking past the puddles of blood, where like it's, it's nothing. like, that's where his father died, and he's just walking over it to make sure that the safe isn't, like, broken into or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, 
And it's like, yeah, he literally just hired a couple of his friends and he and his, like, he was there. He was up in his room probably just, like, watching TV. There would be some great, like, documentaries that I've watched. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but there's this documentary, I think it's on Netflix even. It's about this woman who, in, I think it's in Italy, Mm -hmm. um, her, um... Her fiance or her boyfriend ends up being murdered, and like it's that it was like a big deal because like they show like how she reacts to it and stuff, and they truly still don't know if it was her or if it was mm-hmm. someone that just got in the house and stuff. But looking at her reaction, how much she disassociated from it is crazy, and she's just a weird person in general. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting documentary. Or this other one that was called I think it's like the Lacey. Peterson case or something about this guy that killed his wife and like his kids but like they don't know if that guy actually killed him I I think he stood trial but I don't know if you I don't remember if he was acquitted or if he went to jail but it's like just those things where you see their body language and you're just like oh my god yeah. which obviously don't judge a book by its cover but there are certain things where it's like you can only you feel like you can read it or you can read it because you know everyone deals with grief differently but there are certain things where it's interesting. Where yeah. it's just to the point where you're like, this is odd. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that, it's not you know, if you have a family here. member that has died, you're not just going to go. Especially someone you live with. Yeah, like he was going, like this guy, the husband was going about his day like the very next, like, few days. He was smiling and happy and stuff, which like maybe that's how he copes, but it was just, he was doing over the top stuff to where it's like, no, you're not just coping at this point. Like, there's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, know. sorry. Really no, you're good. Sorry, I was reading going. ahead while you were talking for a little you're bit. Good. Okay. So, she was found guilty of first-degree murder on March 19 in March 1982 and sentenced to death in prison in Taichida Correctional Institution. So, she got a lot of publicity post-trial and her like oh, she this was whole thing went, like no. I'll tell you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me re-skim this really quick, because it was essentially after her conviction, um, so I was reading this, and uh, I think we missed a minor detail, I guess, kind of in the, so Christine was the ex-wife, Bambi, and, uh... Bambi was the current wife? Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. Yes. So, because shortly after her conviction... Fred filed for divorce and began saying publicly that he now believed Ben Benick was guilty. Uh, she filed three unsuccessful appeals of her conviction, citing police errors in handling of key evidence and the fact that one of the prosecution's witness, Judy Zess, had recanted her testimony, stating it was made under duress. Oh. Ugh. I burped there for a second. So... She had supporters who also said that Milwaukee police may have singled her out for a prosecution because of her role as a key witness in a federal investigation into police corruption. Her supporters suggested that Fred may have been arranged to have someone else murder his ex-wife. One possible candidate was Frederick Hornberger, a career criminal who briefly worked with Schultz on a remodeling project and was a former boyfriend of Judy Zess, the witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a disguised Hornberger had robbed and beaten Judy Zess several weeks prior to Ch- Christine's murder and would later serve a 10-year sentence for the crime. Um, so... Getting that long for beating someone, especially abuse, is surprising, because usually men don't get that long for sexual or physical abuse. For once in a while. So, this is... I like to get... Oh, okay, I want to get into her life in prison, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, she became a model inmate... Who was highly respected by a her fellow prisoners. Like she, a good inmate. Like, she didn't cause oh, trouble. Oh, okay. She earned... Like, yeah. She, yeah. I remember Jeremy. What's his name? Yeah. She yeah. earned a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin Parkside. And... <laughs> how, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Yeah. And helped found a prisoner's newspaper. She also met and became engaged to Dominic Gugliotto... That sounds like someone from Jersey Shore. Uh, Who had been visiting another inmate. On July 15th, 1990, she escaped from prison with Gugliotto's help. 
Her escape reignited publicity surrounding her case, and she became something of a folk hero. A song was written about her. A t-shirt. She killed the... A song was written about her, and t-shirts were sold with the slogan, Run, Bambi, Run. T-shirts? T-shirts. She got a wave? Yeah. But, okay. She's still out there? No, let me... Just, oh, my okay. gosh. Okay. She fled run. with Gugliato to Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. While sensational stories about their relationship swirl through American tabloids, the couple spent three months as fugitives before being apprehended. Gugliato was sentenced to one year in prison for his role of the escape. Mm-hmm. The medic, however, sought refuge... Refugee status in Canada, claiming that she was being persecuted by a conspiracy between the police department and the judicial system in Wisconsin. The Canadian government showed some sympathy for her case, and before she returned her to Wisconsin, obtained a commitment that Milwaukee officials will conduct a judicial review review of her case. Uh, So, it didn't find evidence of crimes by police or prosecutors... But detailed seven major police blunders, which had occurred during the Christine Schultz murder mm-hmm. investigation, and she won the right to a new trial. Rather than a risking and second conviction, however, she pled no contest to second degree murder uh-huh. and received a reduced sentence, which was commuted to time and ser- to time served. She was released from prison in November 1992, having served a little over ten years. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait. Oh, because of just kill people are like okay, yeah. but okay. So she escaped, right? Blah, blah blah, all that stuff, and then there was actual stuff that came out that like the police actually fucked up, mm-hmm. like they messed up with certain things, and right. so I'm assuming that's the reason why. Then a plea deal was made, mm-hmm. and then because of that, she was able to get out yeah, after because 10 they years. definitely weren't gonna nail her with anything harder because I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think there's a certain law that's like. You can't reuse the same. Yeah, so it would. So, in a second trial. Well, you can't charge him for the same thing. Right. So first degree murder was probably what she first got charged with. Yeah. Because she had planned it all out, and right. that is what first degree murder is: is when it's premeditated. Right. Um. Her, so they they, they charged her second. to second degree, which I mean I don't know if you can get life in prison for second degree. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Um. But, but to get so there was also so it was also it, second degree, which made it less, and yeah. also the plea deal when she said no contest, which is essentially almost saying that you're guilty, or you're not gonna say, you know what I mean? You're not yeah. gonna say. And so that was also probably made it even less, even more of a less, even less amount of time. <laughs> I honestly think, okay, this makes sense though now, mm-hmm. and it's also kind of creepy, because now what you're saying makes sense, Shelby, like, so if... Bambi was the current wife and Christine yeah. was the ex-wife. She why the fuck did Fred have a copy of Key? Because yeah. in case from... he wanted to get into her house for his children, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. if Christine was the ex-wife, the kids were probably Fred's. Yeah, and if okay, so maybe I mean Yeah, that's what they said. It was his I mean, son. but like I've seen like Oldest divorced son. families before and like the ex-husband won't just like go into the oh, white yeah, house they with... exchange keys it's not a common thing no yeah but like some families but he do also copied it off the, off the sun oh yeah, yeah it was definitely something sketchy on the, i honestly that think he was partially like he might have helped i don't know it. if he was helped or was in on it but he feel like he definitely knew about it and it was gonna happen and just didn't say anything they said that she talked about it that she constantly said i'll kill her that's what. So like he might have just not. I still am trying to understand her. the motive of why she would do it because she just said I don't want him to pay alimony checks anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. This is kind of a call out. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's just weird. I th- I don't know that whole Sometimes this whole story is fucking weird, and I really do think the husband was in on it. Maybe if he didn't help, it's but he weird... at least at the very least he knew. Because, especially if she said about it, if he didn't, who doesn't have their fucking firearms locked? I mean... Oh, he did, but she had access to it. I just... Or he might have. I don't... I can't... I don't know. If they don't say. And, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I get it if she's... I know, but they were firearms for, like, when he's at work. So, like, why... No, it's an off-duty one. Oh, it was. off work. 
Okay, okay. At least I think, or at least yeah, no, you're probably right. So I guess that makes sense in the sense of a revolver for no, a police officer. And I guess that makes somewhat of sense that she would have the combo in case he wasn't home or something and someone broke in. Right. But she knew where the key <clears> was. For the house. For the house of his ex wife that he copied in secret, I'm assuming. Yeah. Which to, is he what he had to copy it off his oldest son's key. And that's why I think it's weird uh, that why did he have to do that? If his ex-wife would have been okay with it. Why did they specifically say in this article that it was from his oldest son's key? Yeah. And why did he, why did she not kill the kids too and only the wife? Because he's still gonna have to pay. Well, maybe she wants the kids to live with them so they can all be a family and the kids can call her mom. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying that I feel like if the husband's on it, maybe he's like, don't kill the kids, only kill my wife. Well, mm-hmm. wait, so... Here's a question. So the the person that helped her <clears throat> escape, I'm forgetting his name. Gugliato. That was Snooky's Snook another na- Snooky's was... husband. Oh, I'm kidding. But... <laughs> Snooky's husband. Yeah, let me get that. Back. Okay, but this is her Italian prison boyfriend. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So she has moved on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she marries after she gets out of prison too. Wow. So, let me get into that. Cause she. After her release, she wrote a book <laughs> titled sorry, Woman bitch. on Trial. Yeah. After I'm, her release, she had various legal and personal problems. Thing. She was arrested again on marijuana possession charges and filed for bankruptcy, as well as developing hepatitis C and other health problems. Ooh. Awesome. She sounds, also- like, sounds like a, yeah, low, a yeah. low to medium low class. Yeah. She also admitted mm-hmm. to being an alcoholic. Yeah. She legally changed her name to Lori Bembenek in 1994. Um, to, what was it before? Probably Lori Schultz. But they have her official name on, like, oh. at the top. Oh, yeah. okay. So I just, it, it's... Fair yeah. enough, yeah. Um, so she moved to Washington near where her parents lived in Vancouver, where she met a... Local resident, U.S. Forest Service employee Marty Carson, mm-hmm. who she eventually married. Marty. Wait, I thought she married Guglielmo. Yeah, but I think they got divorced after. Wild. She went back to prison. She didn't kill his ex-wife. Wait, she went back to prison. <laughs> well, she remember escaped. she had marijuana charges. Oh. oh. Okay, Guglielmo said so she escaped from prison after and the murder. She went back to prison. And then she went back to prison she after sitting there for ten years. years. Yeah. So okay. Um, she was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't want to go into a blog of that, so, because then it makes people feel bad for her, and I don't want to feel bad for her. <laughs> um, she went through struggles. Okay, uh, with, I think she tried to, um, appeal. What was it? She got into doing art. Uh, okay. She, she made she, art? She continued to, yeah. When Imagine she, having... Like, killer's art. Right. But not, like, the nipple lampshade or anything mm. like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not art. That's she struggled with a lot of, um, alcoholism. Like, al- yeah. Alcoholism? Yeah. Uh, in 2002, it says she either fell or jumped from a second-story window, oh, breaking her leg so badly that it had to be amputated below yeah. the knee. She claimed that she had been confined in an apartment by handlers for the Dr. Phil television show and was injured while attempting to escape. So we could watch her on Dr. Phil if we look at She's on Dr. Phil. The thing that I question, too, is so I know that there are, like, obviously serial killers and psychopaths who yeah. are, like, alcoholics and stuff like that and do have a lot of uh, mental health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing also is the fact that she is... PTSD after like that whole entire trial and killing and like yeah. then she starts to become an alcoholic that's one thing that makes you question like does she have some sort of feelings behind well, yeah. and actually feels bad about it Believe I know but not, they're human no. I know but I, some killers won't have any feelings at all it's that's not, what being a sociopath or psychopath I know I'm not saying that but I'm also not but the majority. I know but I'm saying like I know that, but just the fact that, like, she killed someone and... That's just how you imagine it. It's like, how could you, unless you didn't have feelings? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's interesting. Because it makes you feel like maybe... I mean, obviously she did, but what if she, like, didn't want to play as big of a role as she did? Or what if she just regrets it? She realized what she did. She repents. 
Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I just think she's a weird person and also a kind of a bitch for, like, making a book about it. Kind of like, that's just me being like, fuck well, you, like, dude. Yeah. Oh, 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 if I did it. Like, there's fuck you. more. Seriously, you did there's you killed more. someone. Oh, there's more. Okay, there's more. so. How dare you? She's on Dr. She, Phil. She so, at, yeah, so she continued to con- insist that she was in, that insisted that she was innocent but the Wisconsin Supreme Court refused to overturn her no contest plea, yeah, saying such a plea cannot be withdrawn. In April 2008, she filed a petition with the United States Supreme Court seeking reversal on the second on the second murder conviction. Who's helping her do this? Right. But Benick's attorney pointed to evidence not heard in the original trial, including ballistics tests matching the murder bullets to the gun owned by Fred Schultz, the male DNA found on the victim evidence the victim had been sexually evidence the victim had been sexually assaulted, and the eyewitness testimony. He was a cop, so maybe the cops helped him. She was a ex cop too. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I was well, reading maybe further, they didn't and like I forgot her. to mention that she's an ex cop, and he was a current cop. Yeah, who knows? Um, Wild male DNA on the victim. Da, 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 uh, had. Evidence the victim was sexually assaulted in the eyewitness testimony of the two young sons who said they had seen a heavyset masked man. Uh, her petition argued the court needed to clarify whether defendants who had who pled who pled guilty or to contest have an opportunity to review evidence comparable to the rights of those who pled not guilty. Her appeal was denied in June two thousand eight. Well, seriously though, what I'm, like she already pled no contest. She's out of fucking jail. Yeah. Like, like how- yeah, but do you know how hard it is to get a job with even a petty crime yeah. on your No, record? I know, but I'm saying... Her life I guess, would have been shit. I know, but it's still gonna be shit when then all... When you're even trying to go back, it's gonna... And, like, be innocent, it's gonna make it all harder, even. Yeah, and- but then you don't have to check it, and then eventually your name will, like, lose its shock value. You know, Casey Anthony's still out there, I think. I want to watch you know? stuff about that. I feel like she did it hardcore. Oh, yeah. We all did. But, yeah. like, you know, it, actually, I remember a couple of years ago, there was, like, an article where it's, like, she changed her name legally, so she was living in this other town, and then someone figured out that she was who she was, so she had to, like, go back and, like, oh, change yeah, her name I again. I just, I guess I just don't understand this woman. I feel like she's literally all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I've, well, I've heard yeah. it before, honestly, but like in a different tone. Yeah. Not murder, but like definitely seen this before. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um so her case was the inspiration for two television movies and various books and articles portraying her as the victim of a miscarriage of justice. Wow. In 2004, MSNBC produced an and aired a Biography of Lori Bambenek on their Headliners and Legends television show. Bambenek did not take part in the show. She was interviewed by WTMJ-TV anchor Mike Jacobs for a two-part sweeps series, or sweeps interview that aired on that station's 10 p.m. newscast on October 28th and 29th, 2010. Wow. This whole thing is just weird. Like, I just... Especially when you said about, like, her lawyer saying that there was sexual assault evidence. Mm-hmm. And they covered that's it That's what makes me wonder if, like, the husband was involved. Because oh, yeah, also not only that, but, like, it. even in the 80s and even now, police don't know how to fucking deal with crime scenes. Oh. I'm sorry. But yeah. half the time shit will go missing. All the times, like, that I've heard especially podcasts and, like, talk about how shit has gone missing. Yeah. Or... They've, evidence was mishandled. Evidence was mishandled. Everything. The it's like, under really, really. You really, like, are you that much of a fucking idiot? If we had to pick things up records? with, like, your hands or to t- pick things up with the handkerchief that you have in your pocket that you blew your fucking nose on? Yeah. Like, yeah. stop. If we had but our, our system instead of cops. Our system of training with that kind of stuff, though, is turn and burn training. Like, you train in, like, you train so fast, and you're thrown into situations so fast, like, you have to learn quick, on the job, like, all that kind of stuff. So, with a lot of those cases that are mishandled and stuff are when there's, like, new guys being sent onto the scene to handle it. See, that's what's so messed up. For the first time. And it's just like, okay. That's so messed up. I just don't get why they didn't even talk about that evidence in court. And, like... 
so so her lawyer said and stuff Unless about that evidence but was i'm wondering if like they're just saying that or if that's actual evidence that they found and like if that's actual evidence that they found why did they say that they can't well they must have had some kind of medical record yeah but why can't, i'm wondering why she can't appeal it why they told her that she can't appeal it after no contest well they probably because were they literally the didn't show certain <laughs> there's literally certain evidence that wasn't shown maybe they did that I don't know, for a reason? I don't know. Oh my gosh. No idea. I just want to know who did it. Yeah. I'm assuming it was her. Yeah. Unless, you know, it was her... Her... Uh, husband. Ex-husband. Or current husband. Ex. Fred. Fred. She was married to at the time. And now she's married to this so other she's guy. Married well, to they're exes now. But yeah. Like, yeah. Her current husband. But, like, at the time, her current yeah. husband. Yeah. So. Like, how, I mean, if he didn't want to pay alimony checks anymore, and he's a cop, so he knows how this shit goes, and if he tells some of his cop buddies, and they're like, oops, I mishandled the evidence. Oh, what happened during the, like, what did you find during the autopsy? We have no idea what that is. Yeah. Like, lost evidence. Okay. Keep going, Avery. Sorry. No, yeah. you're good. I'm sorry to get tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then just on November 16th, 2010, WTMJ reported that Bebenic was slipping in and out of consciousness and was near death in a hospice care center suffering from liver and kidney failure. How old? On October 20th, 2010, she died at a hospice facility in Portland, Oregon, age 52. So it's probably from alcoholism. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just think, like... See, now I'm questioning with all that sexual assault stuff. I'm like, yes, she was definitely on it, but, like, how much so? Because yeah. now it makes me question even more that I feel like her husband was in on it. And Christine's ex-husband, Fred, like, the same person, yeah. obviously. Maybe but, she was scared into taking the plea deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. We don't know. I think it's also fucked up that with, like, the sexual assault stuff and, like, the male... F- like hair fibers that were found mm. and stuff. Like I think that's how do you know they're male hair? Fibers? That's the thing is I have no idea. They yeah I have no idea. Yeah. Or was it male DNA or male fibers? I don't yeah, know. But she had a wig. Yeah, I just think it's weird that like all that stuff wasn't brought out too, and it makes sense that like privilege that you have with comes with what job you have as well. And it's, I think it's, it's just this whole thing is just weird. Like I think she did it, but I definitely think her husband was in on it too. Like I mean, it makes sense. And I also think it's, like, messed up that they're, like, making stories and stuff off of it that she's, like, innocent and stuff. Because she obviously is not fully innocent. At least to me. That's what she's yeah. like. I mean, as a victim, it could mean that she played a part in it because she was forced, forced to. to. I, I just think, in general, writing... Yeah, writing about murders is interesting, right? But... Yeah. Yeah. but claiming that like a murderer is like a victim in the sense or like completely innocent or whatever that's what i find fucked up when there's so much evidence when there's so much evidence and it's i think it's just super messed up too that she decided to write a book about herself like really you're that it makes me just seem like she's just egotistical like you're really that into yourself that you're gonna write a fucking book about yourself a lot of people about your crime really Mm -hmm. during those years (sighs) That was actually kind of wild for me because that was so back and forth and like yeah really so technically prison she took refuge in Canada that makes me just feel like she could have she definitely played a part but now I'm wondering like I said did her ex husband do it too big of a part yeah like she was a big fucking deal and she was also from Milwaukee Wisconsin yeah (laughs) all the best murderers come from Wisconsin apparently I don't know if that's something we should boast about what no it's uh, alcoholism is also a huge thing to talk about that's probably why there's so many murderers from Wisconsin well it could also be that we're a swing state Uh, oh let's not get into that no reliable Mm -hmm. (laughs) source of ideologies Well, because we're just farming and big city. Like, <laughs> no in between. Not really even big city. <laughs> no, I like, mean, like, but we have, like, few big cities oh, yeah, and we, we have, have big we cities. We have spots and then we have the little freckles. Yeah. All over. <laughs> yep. Wow, that was weird. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I literally just, like, went into Murderpedia 
And I think I just, like, went in looking specifically for, like, a murder from Wisconsin. Because yeah. I think they num- they did it by state. And then you could also go well, in. I'm look up one like, from Minnesota now. Yeah. You could also, <laughs> and, like, they numbered it. Um, or not numbered, it's, like, sorted it out where um, you could do it male or female. Mm-hmm. Like, murderers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I just went I through, think like, next episode we yeah. should each bring a murder that we haven't heard about from Either my favorite murder, which I mean Avery have definitely listened to more, but <laughs> from either that or from both that and just in general, like no talking about John Wayne Gacy or Ed Gein or anything like that. <laughs> I hope y'all are ready to get political. <laughs> interesting too. Interesting enough too. I don't know if you guys knew. Ed Gein actually only killed like two or three people. Mm-hmm. The rest he dug up bodies from graves. Mm-hmm. He had grave robbing. Still kind of fucked up though. Oh, still really messed up. But I'm just saying oh, that yeah. it was interesting because like I thought of him as this guy that killed like 20 people when I just yeah, first right? heard about it because like he like kind of like desecrated. Jeffrey Dahmer making stuff out of people. So I thought of it as like he like killed all these people to make all this stuff. But like he actually yeah. dug up dead bodies instead. Yeah, Ed Gein. He was like six Wait, foot seven. Wait, Gacy. Gein. Gacy Gein. was the clown. Oh, okay, John, okay. or yeah, John okay. and Gacy was the clown. Ed Gein was the one who, he killed people that looked like his mother. And it's also really messed up to, he so, an, like, he had, complex. yeah, he also had a very low IQ. He had a very low IQ. So, oh, IQ and was, is an arbitrary thing. Well, yeah. But, to, but it does play a role. I if, wouldn't say a role, necessarily. That's I really mean, a big difference be, between a psychopath like, and a sociopath, though. Is the IQ? The, it's not even a reliable uh, test. Is, is, so the main difference is also, like, sociopaths, like, tend, this, this is just what I learned in my friend's class, sociopaths tend to, like, per se, have, like, a lower IQ and definitely be more, like, um, like, not as charismatic and definitely more, like, internal and stuff like that, kind of like Ed Gein, where he was a really big loner, was a, was a really big outsider, mm-hmm. and then psychopaths like Ted Bundy, um, higher IQ, um, super charismatic, outgoing, talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, I'm just but also there could... Because I've read, I've read a couple of articles about how the IQ test is, like, irrelevant to intelligence. Oh, it probably is. I'm just saying that's what, that's what I've learned yeah um but then also can, it can, but it can also be a mix but it yeah. can also be a mix like ed kemper ed kemper was very much a loner didn't really talk to anyone but also had a very high iq so it really depends but definitely okay, so overall yeah, yeah but but overall the big difference is if you're a, more of a loner or if you're like outgoing and very charismatic yeah so ed Gein definitely was more of like a loner and stuff and his mom was very verbally abusive I'm, i don't know if she was mm-hmm. physically abusive probably um yeah and so but he like praised his mother and so he like dug he up worshipped pe- her yeah so he dug up people that looked like her he killed people that looked like her stuff like Kills. that Ed Kemper, he was the co-ed, co-ed killer. killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ed Kemper. No, I was talking about Ed Gein previously. No, I know, I know, but you mentioned yep. Ed Kemper, and I was like, what? yeah, Ed what Kemper. Are you doing it's on Mindhunters. Haha, <laughs> great show on Netflix. <laughs> um, Ed Kemper. His mother was also physically and verbally abusive to mm-hmm. him, but he hated her for that, and she also like, um, like uh, made him feel bad, like degraded him. And, like, talked poorly of women mm-hmm. and was, like, don't sleep with whores. Like, that kind of thing were, like, just yeah. very degrading of him as well. Yeah. Um, this overall kind of an unhealthy yeah, environment. Yeah. Extremely. And so, this is so yeah, fucked good. up what I'm about to say. But when he, so he killed his mom. Yeah. Um, he cut off her head and had mm-hmm. sex with her neck, essentially. Ooh. Um, and yeah, that, uh, we should have put a warning on this one. <laughs> We're definitely gonna put a warning in this one, in the in the information about this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I should have just said that he was a necrophile. Yeah. But um, a necrophilia. Y- yeah, is that the right term? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, either way, like he was, his came from like, I don't know, maybe he praises mom too, but I heard that like a lot of it came from like hatred and stuff like that. And, Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mindhunters is a great TV mm-hmm. show, though, because mm-hmm. it talks. Of, I mean, it also is graphic in the sense of um, 
I mean, yeah. If they're when they, about- well, they don't talk about the criminals per se, but they interview the criminals, and so the criminals mm-hmm. talk about what yeah. they've done. They're not like they're actors, but it's a really yeah, good show. I've heard of it. Too. It's so good. Have you guys heard of the? What is it like? Dark science show? I think so. Yeah. I think I told you about it, and you looked it up, mm-hmm. and it was something like that. I mm-hmm. can't remember the title, but it was like they just talked about like mad scientists from history, yeah. and like they talk about like this man that experimented with like bringing people back to life and shit, and like they talked about the man who like had Einstein's brain after Einstein was dead, and he obsessed over it. And, like, there's a man... I mean, I would, too, but to a certain extent, because it is very interesting He wanted to to find out if, like, the brain structure had anything to do with, like, what does a genius's brain look like? Right, right. He literally just had it in slices in a jar. And, like, he carried it around and stuff. And then there was another one where a man wanted to experience an overdose so that people would know what it was like. Yeah. And so he gave himself the overdose. Mm Mm-hmm. And he sat alone in his office, and he wrote notes down, and he ended up, like, obviously getting into, like, a... I can't remember what he overdosed on, but, um... But basically, he started hallucinating. And going to, like, coma-like state? Well, no, he started writing on the walls and stuff, and he thought he was, like, writing down all of his experiences and stuff. And he died, obviously, because mm-hmm. he was just alone in his room. This was, like, yeah. a long time ago, I guess. Um, And when they found him... All of his notes and all of his writings on the boards Uh and on the walls were just gibberish. Scribbles. Every single one. Like, he went through the overdose and he died. And he did it for science, but he didn't think it through. He should have had a witness. And, like, Narcan... But no one was willing to witness it because they're like, no, you'll die. Well, also, I'm assuming he didn't have Narcan at the time either. And it depends on what he took. Yeah. Um, I think one of us should also talk about Rasputin sometime. <laughs> just because it, oh, yeah. they literally did so they like did so oh. much stuff and he still didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> just unkillable. Mm-hmm. Seriously though, it's it's weird. Yeah. Like they they tried the like this way that like they tried three different ways and he still didn't die. Yeah. It's like the the one philosopher that was like boiled to death, but he took so long to die that they eventually just like poisoned him or something. Yeah. Or they, they gave what? him poison. He didn't die fast enough from the poison, so they boiled him. He didn't die fast enough from that, so they chopped his head off. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he, they made his, like, whole family watch. <laughs> it was all because he just disagreed with the ruler at the time. <laughs> yeah, finally. Never mind. I'm not going to get political. But, um... No, it's a philosopher. It's from, like, yeah. ancient times. <laughs> That's so weird. How we back get political? I said kind of, like, now, but... Oh, lol. <laughs> but, uh... What? Democracy's not dying fast enough? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... You know, I think we should each bring in the serial killer next yeah, week. That'd be fun. Like one that's just like so outlandish and like just weird, like straight up, just like what the how the hell have I never heard of this? Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope you're ready. <laughs> I have the person in mind already. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Wait, do we want to bring in one that like we personally have never heard of, or like that we know nobody else has heard of? That both. both. Yeah, or, we can talk about it. Well, we can talk about it and be okay. like, okay, have you heard of this person? No? Okay, cool, I'm going to do them. Okay. And because we each want to know, like, who's bringing in what, and so we're not mm. each bringing in the same person or whatever. True, true. Although, I'm going to have to do, I, I need to figure out who it is. Yeah. All right, well, we should probably <laughs> Yeah, wrap it's been it. a while. <laughs> okay. Right, this might be one of our longer episodes. <laughs> not a bad thing. No, as long yeah. as you remember to put the warnings in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hey, well, but thanks for listening. If anybody's listening. <laughs> if you're there, we appreciate you. Yeah. Have a good night. What was it? Shout out to the seven, four listeners. Four, yeah. Four yeah. Listeners. <laughs> Probably one of the, three of our four of them is us. So. True, true. Okay. Anyways, yes. Okay. Good Bye. Night. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>